to sing. The music is too good not to sing along with it. Go ahead, let's sing a, a verse of that, Landon, okay, as we get started. As I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a everybody. It's good to be in the house of worship on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. Before I forget, uh, we have a number of envelopes with stamps that have been given, and uh, we have, would like you to, if you have a loved one or a friend or a family member, uh, there's Miss um, uh, Karen back here and uh, Nina have both partnered together and have brought cards, letters, envelopes with stamps. If you would like to send something to someone for the holidays uh, and you'd like to have an envelope and a stamp, just let us know. We'll even put it in the drop box for you if you'd like to leave your letter here, okay? But this time of year, everybody's writing letters to Santa Claus. It's a good idea that you write one home. There may be someone somewhere that needs to hear from you. And we try to tell our folks during the week, many of the folks from the streets who come in, we're trying to emphasize this to them because often we have parents, grandparents, families calling us almost daily, have you seen so-and-so? Have you seen my child? Have you seen my daddy? Have you seen my friend? And so this is a way that we can help you connect with them. So help spread the word to our folks who are in the streets. And if you're here today and you need that, we have stamps and envelopes for you, okay? So we'd like to pray today for all of our special needs. I want you to remember Mary Graybill. Marty passed away yesterday. And if you remember uh, Marty, he came here when well, he passed away yesterday, one day after his birthday. He turned 82 on Thursday and passed away on Friday. But he came here about six years ago, I'm thinking. Uh, one day, he told his wife, I am not coming home until I meet Pastor Will, and he baptizes me. And it was one of those rare days that I had taken a half a day off, had gone to Elizabethan and was just walking around in the garden center. I figured nobody knows me over there and I could walk in peace and just kind of be, you know. And sure enough, my phone rang 
and Charlotte at our desk, she said, there's a gentleman here, and he's came to be baptized, and he says he's not leaving until you come and baptize him. So, you know, I was kind of like Jesus did on one occasion. I delayed my time just a little bit to make sure he was serious. And I called back. She said, he's still sitting here, and he told his wife he would be home when he gets home. I thought, he's serious. So I came, and we baptized Marty. And uh, he was probably 76, 77 years old, something like that at that time. But that was a great celebration, and we were so grateful to be able to do that. But we will let you know what the funeral arrangements are. He will be at um, Weaver Funeral Home in Bristol, and we'll let you know when those arrangements are. But pray for Mary and her family. We want you to pray for Johnny Nash. All of you who have been a part of our congregation for any time will know Johnny. He's been with us from the day we began. But he has metastatic bone cancer, and he is in the hospital and uh, not doing well. He asked me to tell you to please send him a note. Here's your good chance. We got the stamped envelopes and papers for you to do that. So send a note, send a card. Go by and visit him. I appreciate Oscar going by and visiting him the other day. Remember him when you pray. Uh, Anthony Pittman, also one of our members who has been homeless but is in an apartment now, has been in ICU this week. And I've had a lot of those calls this week from hospitals and hospice houses who say, we've got someone here and you are listed as their next of kin. And we've had a lot of those calls this week. So I want you to remember these folks. Um, I was able to go to the hospital one day this week and pray for Anita Smallwood. She was a part of our congregation for a long time before the pandemic came and turned things upside down. But um, she was in ICU and she requested me to come and baptize her this week. So that was a great joy but she still needs your prayers, so remember uh, Anita when you pray. Um, Martha is going to be homeless, uh, if she isn't already, so please pray for her. She always prays for the homeless, but it's a long and conflicted story, but just remember her when you pray, and pray for all of the unhoused friends and folks in our city and in our world. Uh, pray for Israel and Gaza, the ceasefire that is taking place right now. Pray for our world, for the Ukraine, for our nation. Pray for God's church wherever people meet together in the Lord's name in this world. And also for all of our virtual media members who view us on Facebook Live. We, we've been averaging well over 3,000 people every Sunday afternoon in our media congregation which is a replay of this service that we do on Saturday morning. So to all of you that joining us on Sunday afternoon by YouTube or Facebook, we welcome you and pray that God will bless you. So we've got a lot of requests, a lot of needs. Yes, Nina. Glenn, Glenn Lasseter. And actually, I've got his name on here, but somehow it, it slipped over my mind. But Remember Glenn as he is in the Encompass uh, Rehab Facility just over the hill. Yes, Charles. Pray for Charles. 
pray for Charles. Um, I know um, he's got a lot of things going on. And uh, pray for all of our friends who need a place to be and someone to love. Okay, uh, Mikey is going to come and do our prayer for us today. And it's going to be in the form of the Lord's Prayer. And so it's been a long time since Mikey has done this. So come on, Mikey, and share with us, please. Yes, it's been a long time since I started singing for the Lord. Today, my heart is for everybody. Dearly beloved of the Lord, in spite of all the beautiful things and happiness going, there's a lot of sorrow, lots of heartaches and sadness. On, in Matthew 6, 9, and 13, we are admonished to pray the Lord's Prayer. Jesus himself taught it. As we gather this morning, we boldly and expectantly go into the throne of God, number one, to experience his divine presence. Number two, receive his covenant promises through the work of Jesus on Calvary's cross. Number three, see lives changed forever. We declare praises to the King of Kings and tell him we love him. We seal our prayers with worship and thanksgiving through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Nice to see everybody this morning, and as always, I want to start out by asking for prayer for those of us who suffer from addiction and depression. Uh, sometimes the holidays are, are really tough on 
on those of us who suffer from both of those. So I ask you to keep us in prayer. There's a train coming You don't need no baggage You just get on board All you need is faith To hear the diesels humming You don't need no ticket You just thank the Lord People get ready for the train to Jordan Picking up passengers from coast to coast Faith is the key, open the doors and board them There's room for all among the loved and the lost People get ready there's a train coming You don't need no baggage You just get on board All you need is faith To hear the diesels humming You don't need no ticket You just thank the Lord the hopeless sinner who would trade all mankind just to save his own have pity on those whose chances are thinner there's no hiding place from the king on his throne so people get ready there's a train of common you don't need no baggage, you just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesels humming. You don't need no ticket, you just thank the Lord. You don't need no ticket, you just thank the Lord. You don't need no ticket. Think. You just think the Lord. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Pastor Will and Landon invite me to come sing. I always struggle with what songs to do, and I always just kind of take a quiet moment and ask the Lord to send me a thought. And this is what he sent me today. Uh, it's a song that was written by my daughter. Her name is Heather Pace, and uh, 
we always wonder if our children are getting it, if you know what I mean. But when she sat down and sing, sang me this song, I thought, well, she's got it. So... <laughs> your mama and your dad your sisters and your brothers but God's who you need to have when times are rough don't sweat the small stuff forget about your sorrows keep on the sunny side and live your life there's a brighter day tomorrow. So when the whole world's against you, who you gonna turn to? You know we can count on each other. You've got your mama and your dad, your sister, and your brothers but God's who you need to have well if you're feeling low and you got no place to go just lift your chin up high and look to the sky and realize you're blessed so in the whole against you who you gonna turn to you know we can count on each other you've got your mama and your dad your sisters and your brothers but God's who we need to have God's who we need to have. Thank you all very much. Gotta 
serve somebody. You gotta serve somebody. Well, it might be the devil, or it might be the Lord, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. rock and roll addict prancing on the stage you might have drugs at your command or women in a cage you may be a businessman or semi-degree thief they may call you doctor or they may call you chief but you gotta serve somebody gotta serve somebody it may be the devil or it may be the Lord but you gotta serve somebody well you might be a state trooper or you might be a young Turk you may be the head of some big TV network. You may be rich or poor. You may be blind or lame. You may be living in another country and with another name. But you gotta serve somebody. You gotta serve somebody. Construction worker working on a home Might be living in a mansion Or might live in a dome You may own guns And you may even own a tank You may be somebody's landlord You may even own a bank But you gotta serve somebody gotta serve somebody well it might be the devil or it might be the Lord but you gotta serve somebody well, you may be a preacher preaching spiritual pride you may be a city councilman taking bribes on Maybe working in a barber shop, you may even cut hair. You may be somebody's mistress, or maybe somebody's heir, but you gotta serve somebody. You gotta serve somebody. It might be the Lord, but you gotta serve somebody. You might like to wear cotton, might like to wear silk, you might like to drink whiskey, 
And you might like to drink milk. You might like to eat caviar. Or you might like to eat bread. Maybe sleeping on the floor or sleeping in a king-size bed. But you gotta serve somebody. Oh, you gotta serve somebody. Well, it might be the devil or it might be the Lord, but you gotta serve somebody. Well, you might call me Terry, or you might call me Timmy, you might call me Bobby, or you might call me Jimmy, you may call me RJ, or you may even call me Ray, you may call me anything, but no matter what you say, Lord, you gotta serve somebody. serve somebody well it might be the devil or it might be the lord but you gotta serve somebody yeah yeah well it might be the devil or it might be the lord but you gotta serve somebody Thank you all very much. Appreciate you listening to me this morning. Thank you, and I hope you have a blessed day and rest of the week. And remember prayers for those who suffer from depression and addiction through the holidays. Thank you very much. If the pen of the writer could write every day, even his words could never contain how I have been blessed. The warmth in the winter, the flowers in spring, the laughter summer and the changing of leaves with food on my table a good place to sleep and clothes on my back and shoes on my feet I have been blessed are you blessed this morning for arms that will raise that can talk and hands 
sisters and the memories we made our pastor to lead us and this altar to pray it's tribes that can heal and a blood that can save i have been blessed he's my shoulder to lead on when I am down, the rock where he leads me, when I'm so overwhelmed, the place where he hides me, under his wings, he's not just a song, he's the reason. We appreciate Miss D, we appreciate Landon, Oscar, all of you today who have participated in the music. And I was sitting over here trying to meditate on what I forgot to do. You know, when you're praying, you always think of those requests. But Carol back here and Billy Peters, Billy isn't here today, 
but they lost their sister very suddenly this week, Jean. And so we want to keep you in our prayers. We have had you in our prayers, Carol. So just uh, remember to pray for all who are sad and sorrowing, especially during the holiday seasons. Starting next week, we're going to be having a Christmas Advent Choir. And every one of you is invited to participate in that. I told someone, if you can't carry a tune in the bucket, I'll carry the bucket if somebody else will carry the tune. But we all need to, to make a joyful noise, okay? So come early, come at about a quarter till 10, 15 minutes till 10. Somebody asked me, what's a quarter till? Okay, that's the old way of saying it, right? 15 till 10. And if you want to sing, we'll go over a couple of songs and then we'll sing them in the worship service, okay, on that Saturday morning. And so that'll be a good way to celebrate the season. Today we are still celebrating Thanksgiving, okay? I don't want to jump the season. Sometimes we lose some of the important days by crowding in other things. So this is the conclusion of Thanksgiving weekend, but we should always remember that every day is a day of giving thanks with a grateful heart. You know, the Bible says in everything. Will you say that with me? In everything. In everything, give thanks. That doesn't mean you got to thank God for the tragedies and the heartaches and the sadnesses, but you thank God in the midst of that. And you know in whom your strength abides. You know that everything is coming from Jesus within. So in everything that happens, we give thanks to God. For this, this the, the giving of thanks, is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Everybody say me. Say you. That means all of us. So this is the will of God, is that we always give thanks in the midst of circumstances in life. Next week, we will begin the liturgical season of Advent. And usually, typically, we light candles of uh, different colors for Advent. This year, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to be using our light colors on the wall this year to emphasize the various colors that we normally do, like um, the pink and the purple and so forth. But we'll be focusing next week on hope, and then the following week, peace, then joy, and then on Christmas Eve, we will be celebrating love, and what better day to do that. And we'll do it in that respective order. And that will bring us completely up to the day of Christmas, okay? So before I read, I would like us to just go over a psalm. It's Psalm 100. I think of this as a Thanksgiving psalm. And I want us to read that together as the words are on the screen. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Are y'all reading with me? Let's start it again. Help me out here. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. 
We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That's Psalm 100. And remember that as you go your way later today. Now I'm going to be reading just a few verses found in Luke chapter 16. When you get home, I'd like you to read the entire 13 verses that are emphasized here. But I'm going to uh, read just the part. Jimmy, can you show me the part about uh, no man can serve two masters? And the reason Oscar sang that song, you got to serve somebody, I called him a couple of days ago, and I was working in the office just praying about the service today, and that kept coming to me, that song, you got to serve somebody. And so he said, I can, I can make it work at Shades of Grace. And I think we all related to that message today. We all have to serve somebody. And Jesus said in this parable, in this chapter of Luke 16, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other, but you cannot serve both God and money, or God and mammon, okay? So we all are going to be serving somebody, and I trust that when we leave here today, all of us will know that we indeed are serving Jesus Christ, the good master of our soul. But in serving the Lord and Savior, how many of you realize that sometimes it's the little things in everyday life that gives us the worst problems, right? Let me remind you of a verse that says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I believe there's a verse that St. Paul writes about in the New Testament that says, and I paraphrase, when I try to do good, evil always shows up. When I try to do the right thing, I do the wrong thing. When I try to say the right thing, I end up saying the wrong thing. And that's because we live as human beings with, we live in the flesh. We are a spirit that will never die, but we live in a body that will fail us. And we live in a world that will often misunderstand what we're trying to do as people of faith. It's the little foxes, to use a verse in the Bible, the little foxes that spoil the vine and steal the fruit. It's the little things that matter in life. How many of you know that? It's not all the big things. It's the little things. There's a question asked in the Bible, who has despised the day of small beginnings? I'll tell you, you don't know a whole lot about me, but from time to time I mention that. But when I was born, I weighed two pounds. And a lot of people thought that's a small beginning. <laughs> but my dad used to always tell everybody, don't worry, big things come in small packages. So anyway, here I am all this time later, uh, quite a few times multiplied from the original two. But remember, God uses us 
in life regardless whether we are great or small in this world standings God has a purpose for our life but it's the little things sometimes that we do or fail to do that makes a difference how many of you remember the name Dr. Billy Graham now everybody you better put your hand up or go wake that person up beside of you okay everybody knows that name Dr. Billy Graham and I love this story that is told that one time in his earlier days of preaching before he became a great well-known evangelist uh, he went to a small town to preach a revival and he'd written a letter to his wife Ruth and wanted to mail it so he stopped a young boy in the street and asked him for directions to the post office the boy gave him the directions of how to get there and then Billy Graham said by the way son I'm preaching down the street at the Baptist Church tonight and I'd like for you to come and hear me I can tell you how to get to heaven and the little boy like children often do speaking from the heart in truthfulness said uh, I don't think I'll be there said you don't even know how to get to the post office <laughs> how are you gonna tell me how to get to heaven you see it's those little things so often that make a great big difference in our lives it's important for us to be aware of the big things in life but we also need to be aware of those small things and so the little things will have a great impact upon us as we stop and think about it in this parable that is before you Luke chapter 16 which I hope that you will read when you get home later today was probably based on an actual event that happened or it could have happened and it drew Jesus attention so much that he wanted to make a spiritual story out of it how in the world can you take a dishonest and shrewd manager and turn it into a positive spin but Jesus did that didn't he Jesus was the storyteller of all storytellers he was able to speak the truth in love but he spoke with authority and the people who listened to him were changed by the words he spoke and they said never have we heard anybody speak as this man speaks for he speaks as one having authority and so in this parable uh, as you read it later you'll see that a wealthy man hired a manager to oversee his business enterprises later it became apparent that the manager was incompetent and the wealthy man notified him to get the books in order because he was going to be fired he was going to be terminated and the manager had become accustomed to his good standard of life and he came up with a way to secure his future I'm giving you this story in verses 1 through 13 in a nutshell just a synopsis so that when you read it you'll understand the foundation of what Jesus is talking about so this manager called all the people in who owed money to the company and to his boss and then he reduced the amount of their debt and that put them in his debt and he knew that they would take care of him after he was fired see he was looking out for himself 
Even though dishonest, it was a plan that might work. And it worked enough that his employer commended him for being so smart a man that he would be able to take something really negative and turn it into something positive for himself. But as Christians, as people of faith, as you and me, we often fail to see how those kinds of little decisions can affect the very depth of our faith. There's a question asked, what is life? What is the meaning of life? And if I were to ask every one of us today to write down on a piece of paper your definition of life, every one of us probably would have a different kind of answer because each of us is in a different circumstance and situation in life. And yet so often as we try to define the reality of what life is, we really don't know how to manage our own everyday affairs. That's why Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow, focus on right now, because we don't even know what this day is going to bring forth. You know, we woke up this morning, as the old songwriter says, feeling fine. We woke up with heaven on our mind. You ever heard that old song? And yet we don't know what the next curve in the road will bring or what the next phone call could bring or anything like that. We don't know. Some people say that I can understand religion as being all about love. Remember, we talked a lot about that lately, that uh, when we figure out how to love the way we ought to, then we'll go to a different message, a different theme. But until then, as the song says, my heart will go on singing and I'm going to go on preaching and trying to master love in this world. Because we talk about love and are unable to get along with our neighbor. We don't like the people who live beside of us. We don't like someone else whose skin color is different or whose language is different or who believes differently than we do. And we can say we have love, but until we prove that love, then we're just like it's written in the book of Corinthians, a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. We're just making a lot of noise because true love cancels out all the hatred, all the misunderstandings, all the discrimination, all the prejudices, all the things that separate us in this world. And more than anything else, we who proclaim the name of Christ ought to be able to love one another. Remember, Jesus used that parable and uh, he said, well, Lord, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? You know, we shouldn't have to ask that question. We should be able to say, anybody who walks down that street, anybody who walks in these doors, anybody we meet in the supermarket, that is our neighbor. And we are to love that person with the love of Christ. You know, somebody can affirm that our faith calls us to be accepting of all of God's people. And yet that same person can have difficulty doing that. So often we build walls spiritually instead of bridges 
to understand one another, right? We need to learn how to forgive. That's why when Mikey led us in that prayer today and shared with us those thoughts, um, without prayer, without truly praying those words, we're not really understanding what prayer is about. I might have told you, but I visited Johnny Nash in the hospital, and Johnny has had a very difficult life. I mean, he's had a long, I, I guess he's one who could probably have a good movie written about his life. And yet, he, when I prayed with him in his situation, and he would be happy for me to tell you this, he said, Pastor Will, all these years I still haven't learned how to pray. But he said, I do remember you telling us over and over in sermons to pray the Lord's Prayer because it covers everything, and it really does. It's so simple and yet so profound. And if we can take that word by word and verse by verse, it covers trusting God for today in the little things as well as the great things. If we can't trust God in the little things, how are we going to trust God in the bigger things when they come to us? It talks about forgiveness, that we forgive others, and then God will forgive us. So it's really a very profound lesson for all of us. And I would encourage you, if you don't read the Lord's Prayer often or quote it, I would encourage you to start doing that. Sometimes I'll go out and walk and I'll just to myself or out loud, I will pray the Lord's Prayer verse by verse. I'll pray a verse, I'll walk a few steps and I'll pray it again. And I'll say, Lord, help that to get in my heart. Help me to really hold on to that and understand it. And it will change how you feel about prayer. You know, it really will because it's Jesus' prayer. And how could we ever improve upon Jesus' way of doing things? But Jesus said, when you pray, not if you pray, maybe that's our problem, maybe we don't. But when you pray, pray this way, pray these words, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth even as it is being done in heaven. So um, we begin with those little words, those little phrases in prayer. And that's what Jesus is trying to teach every one of us. To give ourselves to the Lord, serve him in this life, as Oscar sings. You're going to have to serve somebody. Serve the good master. You know, somebody came to Jesus and said, good master, what do I need to do? And Jesus said, why do you call me good? There's none good but God. And yet Jesus, Emmanuel, God in the flesh, was trying to point everyone to God. Look to the Lord, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Don't ever look to the preacher. Don't ever look to the teacher. Look to Jesus Christ himself. Look to God for your example, and you will never be disappointed. So... You know, in this culture in which we live, it's easy to look at people and try to judge them on the outward appearance by the things that they're known by. And that's why Oscar sang that song, and he, he didn't leave very much out, did he? I mean, he covered almost everybody in this room. 
And if you could say that you weren't in that song, come to Oscar and he'll write a verse to make sure you do get in it, okay? Because he covered all the ground. But we look at people about, uh, you know, the kind of house they live in or maybe that they don't live in or their money or the fact that they don't have much or the car that they drive or maybe the fact that they're walking wherever they go. You see, we look at the wrong kinds of things and we make the wrong kinds of judgments and opinions as we do that. Because the world would have us to say that good financial standing, worldly success, social acceptance would be God's will for us. But that isn't always the case. Someone sent me a text early this morning. He's a friend of Shades of Grace. You would know him well if I mentioned his name. But he had sent me a little verse this morning, and I wish I had written it down, but it was, and I paraphrase, he said, this reminds me so much of Shades of Grace and the ministry that all of you try to carry out every day, is that God has chosen the poor and the needy of this world to carry out the story of his riches. He's, God is making those rich. Those that are poor are becoming rich, right? The, those that are last in this life are becoming the first. And in that what Jesus has been trying to tell us in all of these parables for months, the first shall be last. If all we're living for is just this world and what we can gain, what we can hold in our hands, then we're going to lose the whole point. We're going to miss it. And the only thing that you or I are going to ever take out of this world with us are the things that we give away while we're walking this earth, right? That's it. And we can't give what we don't have. We have to give love. We have to give acceptance. We have to give forgiveness. We have to be able to simply trust God in all the little things of life that come up that might be able to um, trip us up. How many of you remember that story of the man when Jesus was preaching and the house was so full of people that nobody could even get near the door? Do you remember that? They were trying to peep in the windows. They were trying to look in the doors, but the house was full. And there was a man outside that was crippled. He was bedridden. He was paralyzed. And he wanted to get in too, but the crowd was too great. The obstacles were insurmountable as far as he was concerned. And four men came along and they picked up that stretcher, one on each corner of the stretcher, and they climbed upon that roof and they opened the tile that were on the roof and they lowered him down on some ropes to where Jesus was. Why don't we try to be one of those four men? Why don't we try to be one of those who make life a little bit better for somebody, but sometimes we have to go out of our way to do that. And we know all those stories that Jesus gave, the story of the Good Samaritan, for example, the religious people, the, Le the Levite and the priest, the two that you would think would have made an effort were the ones who turned their head, looked the other way, and kept on going. 
but it was the hated man, the discriminated against man, the man who lived on the other side, uh, you know, the, the ones that everybody looked down on. It was him who stopped and helped the man. The Bible says, but he was a Samaritan. Are you going to be a true servant of Christ? Are we going to be that true servant of Christ? That we make a difference in somebody's life somehow and some way. Have you noticed how Jesus focused on the little things of life? What about this? He knows the hairs on your head and they're numbered. That might sound like a pretty big deal to some of us. And others it may not seem so much, right? And I won't say anything, but I see some beautiful people uh, laughing at me right now, okay? But it doesn't matter if you've got two hairs or 200 or 2,000 hairs on your head. Jesus said he notices it when one of them falls out, right? I would cast my lots with a God who cares about the little things of life, that he does care enough. Now, it doesn't hurt when a hair falls out. You don't even know it, do you? Unless somebody's... It sounded like it sounded like Landon's music just said, uh-oh. Okay. But the little things of life, like the birds of the air, or the flowers that grow, the seeds that we plant, the little mustard seeds, the little tiny things of life that make a difference. Jesus, Jesus noticed things like a woman who was crawling on her hands and feet because of her illness, an issue of blood, and she was making her way to where Jesus was. And she said, if I could just touch the very hem of his garment, if I could touch the bottom of his robe, I know that everything's going to be okay in my life. Can you imagine how many people probably stepped on her fingers and probably tried to kick her aside you know all the religious people they wanted to be there and hear more about Jesus and sing more about Jesus would I know without more of his love to others show right sometimes we focus on ourselves, but that poor woman with bleeding and sore fingers probably bruised and scratched by the crowd she did not give up now, you might think that's a little thing in life. But have you ever been on your hands and feet and knees crawling through a crowd? I haven't. I've never tried that. But I, I think that would be a pretty powerful thing, a demonstration of faith. It's the little things of life that make a difference. It's the little things that we often forget about. Let me ask you a question today. What if you woke up this morning with only the things in your life around you that you took time to thank God for yesterday? Now I'd say on Thanksgiving Day, on Thursday, we focused on thanks and everybody at some way or another probably said I'm thanking God in the general sense. But did we really get down 
one-on-one -on -one and really thank him. As the song says, I've got so much to thank him for. And I think before I wind it up in just a minute, if you know that, I'll let you do that before we go, Landon. But I want to ask you that question. What if you woke up this morning with only those things that you took time to thank God for yesterday? What would be missing? Those little things that we take for granted but could never be purchased by silver or gold. How about a good night of rest without a tormented mind? Every night, as I lay my head on a pillow and I thank God for a good, safe, warm place to lay my head, but I never lay my head on the bed without saying, God, I don't know what will happen before the sun shines in the morning. And I don't know what might happen this coming week, but for right now, just for this moment, as I lie here on this bed, I want to thank you that in the right now, it is okay, it is good, and it is well. I looked out on Thanksgiving afternoon at the house after we'd served the people here and gone home and I was out walking around and I looked and my next door neighbor there was an ambulance backed up with the lights flashing and people gathering. And I thought, oh my, on Thanksgiving Day, somebody's in need. What if, and I thought, what if that ambulance was backing up in my driveway? Do you ever think about things like that? You know, lots of times here on the street, we hear the ambulances and the fire trucks and the sounds of distress. And almost always, I'll stop and say, Lord, somebody's in trouble. Lord, that somebody could be me. But whoever it is, Lord, have mercy. We take those little things for granted. I, I've visited so many this week and I see you. This has been a week unlike one I've had in a long, long time with hospital visits. It's like they just keep coming one on top of another and another. But Lord, I'm sleeping in my bed while these are sleeping in an ICU bed with bells and whistles. You know, it may be good to have the bells and whistles, but those are not the kind that I'm looking for. How about you? The little simple things. Food to eat without diving in a dumpster to try to find a stale piece of bread. A hot shower without the burden of carrying a bucket a half a mile filled with water, and then setting it on a wood-burning stove to heat it up. Anybody remember doing those kinds of things? Remember the people in Nigeria? The videos that we have on our church page, you can look that up, where we dug wells in Nigeria for whole villages of people and they were running with their empty buckets to fill them up. The little things in life that mean so much that we simply forget to thank God for. So why not right now, today, in your own heart, in your own mind, make a commitment to God and to yourself that you're not any longer going to allow the little foxes to steal away your joy and your peace and cause your blood pressure to go through the roof. Does that relate to anybody? Amen. Come on. <laughs>
I'm preaching to Pastor Will. I'm, pe I'm preaching to all of us. Jimmy, put your hand up. Steve, put your hand up. Susie, put your hand up. Who else? Everybody, let's just all put our hands up and say, Lord, here I am, Lord. It's me again, Lord. Help me this day to throw aside all that stuff that's absolutely stealing my joy. And when I let little things like that trip me up and mess me up, when it's all over and I'm calm, cool, and collected, I think, Lord, if that's the only problem I got, I'm in awful good shape compared to most people in the world. Terry, I didn't mean to leave you out of that, but you're one of the coolest and collected people I know. <laughs> oh, thank the Lord for all of us who understand what I'm talking about today. This, uh, this time I'm going to wind it up, and there'll be two or three people here that I am preaching directly to, including Pastor Will, okay? How about taking the no vacancy sign off of our forehead and evict every foul spirit and take spiritual authority over every power that comes to vex our soul? And as our faithful lay leader says, let all the nonsense fall to the wayside. And I quote Steve Wells. I've heard him say that more times than could ever be written on a piece of paper. Let all the nonsense fall to the wayside. Can we leave here today trying to let the nonsense go? Let the little things go that bother us and instead replace it with the little things that we just take for granted. Let's do some work of substitution and exchange. Landon, I want you to sing for us now, if you will. Listen to these words. When I look around and see the good things He does for me, I know I'm unworthy of them all. But His blessings He freely gives, I owe my life to Him. I've got so much
give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks. Help me out. Jesus Christ, His Son, give thanks with a grateful heart. Y'all sing better give if you stand up. Come on, the words are coming to you. To the Holy One, give thanks. Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the few remaining hours of this official holiday weekend. Be safe. Be blessed. Don't forget to thank God for all the little things of life. Be blessed. We'll see you again soon, okay? Bible study Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Worship next Saturday, 1030.